0: Come to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.
1: Could UFO secrecy have more to do with corporate money than government paranoia? If there really is alien technology loose out there, how successful have we been at using it ourselves? Can paranormal energies be used commercially?
2: Hey, and welcome to the 176th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and it's time for our weekly paranormal contest. We're getting right to it this week. That's right. So, Amy Boyle from Boston correctly answered last week's question, in what U.S. state does Sinkhole Sam live?
1: Now, Sam is reputedly a lake monster from Kansas. I guess we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> no, apparently not. Amy <laughs> Kansas. Amy's born well before, I think.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, she's in New York. So, yeah. All right, uh, in Boston, actually. Boston. Why did I say New York? Uh-huh. Alright, uh, so this week's question is what is considered the most haunted place in Japan? If you can deal with that, call us locally at 401-766-1240 or nationally at 800-449-1240. Or you can email us at oh. Eno at onworldwide.com, and if nobody gets it before the end of the show, drop a line to me at banditbehindtheparanormal.com, and the winner gets a copy of Left at East Gate, a first-hand account of Rendlesham Forest UFO incidents, and its cover-up and investigation, uh, co-authored by tonight's guest. Peter Robbins, uh, who has been on
1: our show before, I'm happy to say, has been involved in UFO studies for 25 years as a researcher, investigator, writer, lecturer, best-selling author, and currently as executive assistant to the alien abduction expert Bud Hopkins' Intruders Foundation. He also serves as head of the UFO Media Group of Central Park Media Corporation and as editor-in-chief of the groundbreaking website (coughs) UFOcity.com. Excuse me. Peter has lectured on the subject of UFOs for more than 20 years and in more than 20 states and four countries, especially the United Kingdom. Lecture topics have included, but not been limited to, the suppression of UFO information by the American and British governments, James V. Forrestal, the first U.S. Secretary of Defense and his relationship with UFOs, Dr. Wilhelm Reich and UFOs, the RAF Bentwaters UFO incident in the U.K., also known as the Rendlesham Forest incident, the UFO abduction phenomenon, and the media and UFOs. Peter has been a guest and a consultant on many television and radio shows, including The Geraldo Show, Unsolved Mysteries, A Current Affair, and of course, Behind the Paranormal, where he has been indispensable in helping to produce our highly acclaimed radio series on the Rendlesham Forest incidents. Peter is co author, along with Rendell Shamai Witness Larry Warren, of the British bestseller, as Ben just announced, Left at East Gate, a first hand account of the Bentwaters Woodbridge UFO incident, its cover up and investigation. Peter lives in New York City and his website, once again, www.ufocity.com. Peter Robbins, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Good or we see. might say, welcome home. <laughs> sure.
0: Good evening, Ben and Paul. Good to hear your voices.
1: Good to hear you. And uh, let me just... i um, Actually, Ben is going to remind us uh, of our call-in numbers today.
2: Yeah, let me remind them. Sorry. Our call-in numbers today are 401-766-1240 locally and 800-449-1240 from anywhere in the U.S. And email... Is you know at OwenWorldwide
1: Now Ben, I'm going to step on your lines once here because I think something is going on that. It's I'm okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> well, sorry, making me feel guilty. It's okay. Now Peter, certainly the, the biggest paranormal news story of the day, of course, has been was the uh, press conference at th- this afternoon in Washington at the National Press Club on UFOs and nukes, and of course that uh, really I suppose plays right into our subject matter tonight. Yes, I have seen a very little coverage of that. Uh, have you?
0: Well, um, I actually have been um, seeing a fair amount today. Um, and if, if I might take a moment just to thank you for your introduction, but also to say it was a little dated, and dear old UFOCity.com has not existed for about five years, so I don't want folks going uh, searching for it.
1: Well, well news a- travels slowly over <laughs> Ireland
0: sometimes. Uh, um, but yes, there has been um, some reporting on it. Um, again, this is a breaking story. I would say uh, we will all do well to check large and small media venues tomorrow, and it will be reported. Uh, I think the big question is the tone and the spirit uh, of the reporting, which I hope will be uh, respectful. And because we had a number of distinguished, honorable uh, Air Force officers involved in this event at the National Press Club, uh including um retired uh deputy base commander of RAF uh ben Waters, um Charles I Halt, uh, relative to the new concursion by UFOs there, mm-hmm. which Larry Warren and I helped break in Left Beast Gate. Um I think this one may actually receive more serious treatment than such stories usually do uh, receive by major media.
1: Well, I certainly hope so. Well, of course, last uh, uh, yesterday's uh, broadcast uh, was our Rendlesham Four show. Uh, I'm sorry to say you weren't with us, but you will be. As a matter of fact, you'll be, you'll be co-hosting with us in the, on the October edition at the Indeed. end of the month. And uh, but we did have uh, Colonel Hall call in because uh, yeah. he was in transit to Washington for this this press conference, and uh, Nick Pope did a masterful job of, of hosting uh, uh, with us and uh, anchoring the panel. We also had John Burroughs and uh, Jim Pennison with us, and we had quite a discussion There was a tremendous the amount of email we received from around the world after the show was was uh, a tremendous. Uh, you know, it's trying to see encouraging and also yeah. said that we had gotten the point across of what was going on. And 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 Chuck Hall did not want to say much about what he was going to say today, yeah, that's appropriate. Uh, naturally. And uh, in a way, I feel rather sorry for him because, you know, he's in the middle of a lot of this and a lot has been done to, uh, they say, mess with these fellows. Well, you know better than I. So uh, I just wanted to sort of, sort of uh, mention that uh, event that occurred today and for people to watch the news for it and to take it seriously. And I don't know about you, Peter. We've talked about this privately. But what really steams my clams yeah. is that I, I really believe, and Ben does too, yes. that b- between now and the, the coming up toward 2018, 2020, yeah. when all these electromagnetic and astronomical phenomena, which astronomers have confirmed, are going to be going on, I think there's going to be an outbreak. Of things like this, uh, if, if our theories are anywhere near true, people—the the, paranormal—is going to be front and center in the news, and I think people need to pay attention now uh, to, to these things so that so they will at least have some knowledge of. There isn't very much knowledge for sure about what these things are.
2: It'll be like Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were taking over New York. With the, the, well, the, more than New York, everything else. Yeah, well, that sort of thing. You know, well, I mean, it's, again, uh, there are
0: certain neighborhoods in New York. They better be careful. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: So anyway, moving on from that, Ben, take it away.
2: All right. Now for something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Peter, what connections could corporations have with UFOs and alien technology? Yeah.
0: Well, um, uh, this is a subject, of course, that if we had a full three-hour show or a 30-hour show, uh, we would still have a lot of territory to cover. So um, I'll be jumping around a bit. Number one, let's take a look at the desirability. Um, If, like you... Uh, uh, like Paul, like myself, Nick, many people in the field who have studied this seriously for years. You reach the point, not based on belief or faith, but a preponderance of evidence that leads you to understand beyond a reasonable doubt that the phenomena to uh, quote General Nathan Twining is something real and not visionary or fictitious. In the real world, one has to... Take a look at the value, and I mean the value in monetary terms, uh, in strategic terms, in what it represents in terms of power on the world stage, of possessing, harnessing, and being able to utilize the kind of uh, spin-off technology that we're talking about. Um, There is a phrase that we're all familiar with in the field of reverse engineering, which refers to the idea that a craft of unknown origin advanced technology has been taken down to the hairpins that we have figured out some of the basics of this technology and it forms a part of the um, digital revolution be it fiber optics or the internet or um, you know other things that made that jump from the tube radios that we grew up with now I think it's worth more than anything imaginable. And as Stan Friedman has pointed out numerous times, whichever nation is the first to crack this code and truly possess this technology in a workable way wins all of the marbles. The game is over. There is only one force to deal with, and that's the one that has the biggest uh, toys that do the most damage or the most effect. Um we have a history that is now beginning to kind of come out from under the covers of corporate involvement with aspects of this subject. Uh, one of them is actually, um, coming out of, um, uh, the legendary Skunk Works in, um, California, which is the McDonnell Douglas test, uh, area. And a book called Skunk Works, which was written by Ben R. Rich and Leo janos uh discusses this at length um the book is phenomenal and um Ben Rich who thank goodness uh, spoke about it on a number of occasions while he was alive he's, he's passed now uh was a a major player um at the Skunk Works and with um the aerospace industry and is circumspect on certain things because he has to be um, at one point, he's discussing in a lecture uh, in 1993 that nobody should ask him about the so-called Aurora Project and says, I can't answer. And if I did, I'd be thrown in jail. Uh, there are some representatives of the CIA here. Now, again, it's always easy to sound self-aggrandizing and dramatic, and, you know, I'm <laughs> involved in some big deal, but there are people. Uh, look at um, um, Robert Wood, Dr. Robert Wood, who... Um, is is one of our most valuable people in the field. He has one of the most remarkable, distinguished careers in the aerospace industry, has had ever so many top-secret clearances, Um, and is somebody who has been very forthcoming about what he has learned, deduced, or understood. It's not all just uh, leaks and possibilities that we're dealing with here. There are real people coming forward and putting some of this material as well as they can on the record to the degree that they are able right now.
1: Hmm. Well, it's funny because this entire subject, and because we're primarily ghost researchers, you know, and I've been doing that for 40 years, and we're relatively new to the UFO field as far as getting into any depth, and you have to do that if you're going to be a decent talk show host on the subject, I think. And uh, getting to know people like you has been a tremendous help. But Stan Friedman is the one who kind of mentioned on this show Something that got us cooking on this subject, and that was uh, I said, well, what about government secrecy and you know their, their fears that what are they afraid of and their fears that society will collapse or religion won 't mean anything anymore and he said well don 't underestimate the the influence of, of, of corporate greed here mm-hmm. or the, the the accumulation of alien technology or acquisition of it by corporations and that is a major factor, and that hadn't even occurred to me before
0: yeah. And I I know that for some of your listeners, um, again, this may sound wacky or far out, but if one really studies the subject and uh, finds the information that is credible, your worldview begins to change. Let me give you an example. Um, And it's it's an important thing to reflect on occasionally. Where we are in terms of our civilian lives here with some of the wonderful... um, Hardware, toys, uh, technological advances, which we actually have. Where are we compared to where the technology actually is at its most highly classified levels? Remember that the SR-71, the Blackbird, our our extraordinary spy plane that could climb 10,000 feet a minute, could cruise at um, 120,000 feet, uh, was capable of going... Mach 2 and possibly Mach 3 was deployed at the end of the Eisenhower administration. This is technology that's over half a century old and is now considered obsolete. Uh, The so-called Aurora that I mentioned previously is the name that we uh, have given to the as-of-yet replacement uh, that we understand has taken its place which may in fact be a craft so advanced in its abilities, that it can mimic uh, what we associate could only be done by um, craft from undetermined origin.
1: Uh, that's the plane that can fly directly into space, supposedly, right? Well,
0: that's our understanding, yeah. and um, that it can stop on a dime and hover. Uh, I ask huh. anybody who has an iPhone to contemplate and reflect on it while you're having fun with the screen, and think to yourself, if this is what has been allowed to filter down to the civilian realm as a toy and communication device, so to say, that we're having a lot of fun with, what, in the name of God, does that reflect that is classified at the highest levels, and is that something that we developed on our own, which we may have, or that we have based on more advanced technology?
2: Well, then I don't like aliens because I don't really like my iPhone.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, (laughs) go ahead with your next question.
2: (laughs) All right, so... Speaking of iPhones, what applications could this technology have?
1: You know, militarily or in... Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, um, I I think here we're only limited by our imaginations in some sense. That could be
1: the problem.
0: Well, in a way it is. It's like having an open mind that's so open that your brain falls out. Uh, (laughs) We are dealing with not just a Pandora's box here, but a Pandora's box that once opened has a thousand more lids looking at us. And none of them terribly any more wild or weird than any of the others. In an ironic way, the extraterrestrial hypotheses as representative of truly anomalous, um, unidentified flying objects is among the most conservative. Um, and I would also postulate that we're not talking, when we say UFOs, we're, we in the UFO research community who are serious about this subject do not jump at every, you know, unknown that is reported. Um, I feel that the overwhelming majority uh, of these things are explainable either in some kind of conventional terms or that indeed we are looking at our own technology that either seems to mimic some of this super advanced technology that is the still the subject of of lore, realm, and uh, legend, but may well simply be reality that uh, we are not letting on to. Um, The question, as Stan Friedman has put it, to paraphrase him ever so slightly, is not are UFOs, uh, machines from other worlds under intelligent control? The real question is, have any of them ever been? And I think the answer to that is overwhelming, yes. And if there's only ever been one, it's about the biggest story that we've ever had to look at.
1: Hmm. Does that answer your question, man? Oh yeah. Okay. Let's look at all this in the context. We, we like to look at. The, you're a veteran of this show, you know. We like to look at the big picture. Yeah. Let's look at the totality of human history and prehistory, as far as we know it. Sure. We've had whole shows uh, on the possible effect of the paranormal in the broadest sense of the word, including Von Däniken-like alien, you know, paleo-contact as sure. the theory goes. Uh, and it's, it's frozen people's socks off. I mean, we, we, people said they couldn't sleep. And, uh, and when, when you look at the question of alien technology, what do we know, when did we know it, you could argue, as do many Native American tribes and other ancient civilizations, that we have gone from, as it were, um, I suppose, li- little stone hammers to power drills... As much as as many as four times, in our prehistory, and I, and I pinned Stan Friedman down on that one time, and I said, "Yo, you know, you made a, stir- a statement 30 years ago. I heard him lecture 30 years ago, and I said, I've never heard you explain it. And it was th- that um, he mentioned off the cuff that for the first time, in in at least the last few thousand years, we're venturing out into space. You're know, implying that we have done so before that. And I said, Did, did you really mean that? Do you, do you believe that we have attained uh, the so-called advanced civilization?" Before And he said, yeah, yeah sure, uh, because there is indica- there are indications of that. Uh, yeah. When I was doing research, well, starting in the seminary and then going on into the paranormal, into ancient documents such as the original versions of, of Genesis, as, as much as we have them, yeah. or the Atrahasis of the Akkadians or, or the Karsag epics of the Sumerians, they all, as, as I'm sure you know, all tell a similar story. And there are things like the Mahabharata, the great poem of India, the Song of India, that tell of wars and and um, in in detail that really freezes the blood.
0: It, it discusses um, uh, the wars in part being fought by flying machines, where schematics are laid out.
1: Yeah, the uh, Vermont Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's just it, 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 and uh, actually, I had a, a friend who was doing research at Mohenjo Daro in uh-huh. Pakistan, which is. Uh, and he was convinced that the place was destroyed by a nuclear explosion. Well, he said there were buildings that actually melted. You get, gra- all, and we can go on and on about this. We've done it in other shows, but but the point being, do we trust this alien technology if that's what it is? Could it be a Trojan horse? Again, Any,
0: yeah, anything Again. of course is possible. Um, I think though. It, because you've just sort of um, blown some of your listeners' fuses on this thing, um, a, a very brief <laughs> review uh, should be undertaken. Eric von Daniken, of course, the Swiss German journalist, was the first to introduce into popular culture this idea of prehistoric and ancient or prebiblical visitations. And I think he did us a tremendous service. But Eric was um, a journalist and not a scholar, and the mm-hmm. fact that he has sold about 60 million books. Uh, that I'm aware of. No, yeah, uh, it must be nice. Worldwide. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Um, in, he laid the groundwork for um, people like Zachariah Sitchin, um, who is truly a Sumerian scholar, to then write in the 1970s um, The Twelfth Planet, it's a terribly important seminal book. Mm-hmm. Sitchin um, was wor- is working from first-generation Sumerian translations, and as you said, this this similar myth of the gods plural, small g, coming down from heaven and uh, interfacing with man and um, having children with the women of men and creating a new kind of being do weave their way mm-hmm. through a Judeo-Christian tradition as well as numerous others.
1: Sure now, it looks that way. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah um, the fact is, there are so many um, relics of pre-technological modern technology uh, when I was young and on the road, I, I remember visiting the Topkapi Museum in um, Istanbul and there seeing the famous 2,000-year-old storage battery, which was actually functionally identical to a regular battery, um, except that it was in a, um, a clay pot rather than you know wrapped in, in lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also um, saw that extraordinary Greek, we can only call it a computer, uh, this extremely complex
1: the uh, device. The Antikythera device?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and these are the things that, um, well, uh, as they say at the end of the *Maltese Falcon, that dreams are made of, but also that reality may be made of. And there is a tremendous hubris uh, in the modern world that uh, nothing of any consequence was going on before, you know, four, five, seven thousand 7,000 years ago. Uh, the idea that either naturally... Or in a man-made way, um, we have observed the destruction of countless or numerous civilizations going back longer than anyone can imagine. And I mean the total and complete destruction, except in the realm of myth and legend. And so we're left with this extremely frustrating and uh, incomplete picture of how things were. And it's much more comfortable to simply reject it and say, we are it and nobody ever got to this point before rather than to remember that there is an area in Iraq, Baalbek, where there is a shaped rectangular stone that weighs 60 tons sitting out uh on the desert and that there is a desert an area of desert floor nearby that is fused glass hmm. which is of course superheated sand um, it should not surprise anyone and you don't have to be some big PhD uh i think common sense suggests in the same way that the number of planets that we keep finding mathematically, uh, it's almost impossible that there isn't some other intelligent life out there, um, that there also is every likelihood that we have hit and passed the technical technological points we're at right now, um, either to uh, lose them, uh, again, in complete natural cataclysms, or by uh, being involved in our still favorite episode, uh, our activities on Earth here, which is drawing lines in the dirt and killing each other when we cross them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Uh, we're going to take a break in a moment, yeah. but just just to by nature of an observation, the the, the point of, of our, the discussion here is is that I would like to know how. Uh, I don't trust these, these 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 things. I don't watch a lot of movies, but somebody somebody suggested that maybe the most accurate description of alien activity on Earth was that was that film Mars Attacks. I love Mars and I watched, and of course it's hilarious. And it is. Those
0: these, are the baddest bad aliens
1: ever. Well, they, these aliens come and, and they give us enough rope, and, and they, <laughs> they peel with laughter. At our, and it, it could, I wonder if it's as simple as that, but I don't know. I, I just, we, we run into in our research, um, we long ago, 30 years ago, rejected the spiritualist thing that ghosts are spirits of the dead. We feel we're dealing with, with, with real parallel worlds, with real entities, some of whom are very um, non human, some of whom can be called grays, and, uh, you know, we're getting deeper and deeper into that as we go toward our television show that we're hoping to produce here. Wonderful. And, uh, it, it, it changes everything about your perception of reality and, and the paranormal and the whole business. And a lot of these critters just cannot be trusted. So we're going to come back uh, to that theme in just a minute. We're going to take a commercial break. And you're listening to Behind the Paranormal on uh, with Paul and Ben Eno on the WON 1240 AM and com in New England's beautiful Blackstone Valley. Kind of a rainy day today, but nice anyway. And our guest, of course... Peter Robbins, our good friend, UFO expert, uh, speaker, renowned author, and um, all-around uh, good guy. <laughs> so, and uh, uh, we just wanted to remind you, of course, that uh, very, very often people... Uh, I'll ask where they can uh, get my books, and uh, one of the places locally here in the, the northern Rhode Island, southern Massachusetts, would be uh, at the Museum of Work and Culture in the quiet city of Woonsocket, as a friend of ours calls it.
2: It's not really that quiet. So. <laughs> well,
1: it depends on your point of view. If, my, if my, my scooter is running, and the muffler is gone, so it's not that quiet. But in any case, the Museum of, Museum of Work and Culture, a uh, wonderful place, Disney quality exhibits about the industrial history of this area, which of course was a cradle of the American Industrial Revol- Revolution. And in the gift shop they have all my my books. You can also get them from our show website BehindTheParanormal.com or of course Amazon.com, etc. Now Ben wanted to mention uh, uh, something. We, we are uh, making an effort to expand our advertisers. We figured with uh, so, so we we've been told with our shows combined, we do several shows, including one on CBS, and of course, internet all over the world, that we have had up to three million listeners. We think that should sell a few ads. So go ahead, Ben.
2: Yeah. So if we we have had several publishing businesses that have sent us books for us to review and talk about on the air, so. You can, you can also advertise your books on the air or your authors, and if they meet our criteria, we'll also have them on the air with us and have them talk about their books, and we'll interview them and also review the book ourselves. So we'll, we'll send an email. Tell us if you're interested. You can reach us at our show email, uh, paulatbehindtheparanormal.com or benatbehindtheparanormal.com.
1: And uh, well, the advertising information is also online at behindtheparanormal.com. And we're going to try to try to boil it down a little bit into a we're told a, what should be called a one-sheet. We're learning about the advertising business, yeah. And uh, the main reason for this is that uh, we want to try and support the stations that, that carry the show because, you know, they really uh, they, they carry the show because they, they like it and they feel we're doing a service and it's it kind of they feel stands above. Many of the other shows where uh, they don't get as serious about this subject, maybe. So, anyway, we would appreciate, uh, if you have a business, especially anything to do with the New Age things, as they call it, or anything that might have to do with publishing, uh, let us know. Go to BehindTheParanormal.com or, or give Ben a call. Um, the numbers there yes and uh, you know the main reason here of course Ben needs a new car so
2: (laughs) so oh that I need to fund my musical
1: experiments yes and his uh, new college student as well so there we are So again, check the Museum of Work and Culture, and also check our our advertising possibilities here on the show. So let's get back to Behind the Paranormal here, W-O-O-N 1240 AM, and our call-in numbers 766-1240 locally in the uh, 401 area code, or nationally 800-449-1240. So getting back to our good friend Peter Robbins, Peter, we were talking about uh, alien technology, and... You know, and I often wonder if, if it is more of a threat than a blessing, uh, whether it's intended that way or not. Look, for example, what the we were talking about the iPod technology. Technology of that kind has done to human society in quote-unquote developed countries. I mean, do you think it's good or bad, or, or is it neutral? I mean, what do you think?
0: I, I think that any technology can be utilized for uh, the betterment or uh, the dumbing down uh, and the disintegration of our culture and of our relationships to each other and other life forms that may be out there. I know that um, I love listening to music, but I'm fascinated when I travel in New York City on, say, the subway, and I see half the people with their ears plugged up and completely out of contact with what's going on in that car, not that, you know, that's a wonderful thing, but it's so easy to stick a pair of earbuds in your ears nowadays and just, you know, groove on your favorite tunes. How long will it be? And I mean just a matter of a few short years before people are wearing, oh, those kind of glasses that give you a sense that you're watching a absolutely um, first-rate film on a huge screen. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, maybe you'll just have an option to, uh, you know, touch a little switch and you can see beyond. But otherwise, it's so seductive. And you look at somebody like a, a Rupert Murdoch, who is um, truly dumbing down uh, the Western culture by uh, tabloidizing uh, our understanding of the news, the uh, la- slackened ability of, of young people to debate, Um to actually have conversations uh, I, I wonder how video games have rewired this uh, the younger generation's brains right now it's so much easier to train people uh, to use lethal technology if you're simply pushing a button and you know a blip on the horizon disappears it's not like um, the reality that one had to face in taking responsibility for going up against another person um, with the lives of both of you at hand we can be manipulated brilliantly um with technology not necessarily but i think we're standing on the edge of a time when there will be more and more people who will simply fade into the woodwork of the comfort of the constant hum in their ears and uh, that next dvd that they're going to watch and not be so worried about the world affairs or politics. I've got my little job and I'm doing okay and I work for... Well, a corporation is pretty good. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I, I am concerned. I am deeply concerned. And again, there may be a, a absolute panoply, a, a pantheon of different intelligences from different universes, times, dimensions, galaxies, um, us in the future uh that may have the full sweep of um intentions toward us from the benign and the supportive to as nasty as we can be to each other, uh they um you know, and, and maybe with some good cause. This wonderful little blue green ball that we call home, um, we are not being good shepherds of. We are the vermin that are infesting it on a, a certain very real dispassionate level. And we are gonna kill are home if we do not get serious and understand the impact of, you know, starting back like you were saying, the early days of the Industrial Revolution are, kindly, are finally coming home to roots, and folks are either taking responsibility for it or rejecting it. I, I think it's fascinating, for example, that the Fox Network, uh, there is a certain amount of the ownership of the Fox Network ...that is under the holdings of the Saudi royal families. Mm. Um, One can, oh yes, and this is verifiable, this is not some deep, dark secret. Um, uh, Mr. Murdoch has made business deals with them. You cannot say that about CNBC or really most of the other major news venues, certainly that I've looked into or am aware of. And isn't it interesting how, aside from maintaining increasingly right-wing points of view... All of the commentators on Fox are decidedly anti um, the possibilities of environmental craziness gone wrong here and the fact that we are doing this and it's not just something natural that happens every X number of thousands of years and all those folks on the left being led by Al Gore are just a bunch of goofballs and hippies that uh, want us to spend our hard-earned money uh, keeping uh, rare frogs alive.
1: Well, there are a couple of people who don't strike me as all that like conservative, like Geraldo and everything. But anyway, I want to get back to our point, Ben. Yeah.
2: All right, so would you feel that with all this influx of this technology that we that could have descended from, like, aliens, etc., 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 do you think it has, like, some sort of effect on us, like, that humans are devolving?
1: Cool. Yeah, evolution in reverse is, is, is a term I sometimes hear.
0: Yeah. That's
1: you know, good people question. are getting dumber.
0: Well, um... uh. I know fewer and fewer people that read for pleasure, and fewer and fewer of them who read books that we know are important, meaningful classics. It's not very hip right now. Um, It's much cooler to watch things and to listen to things. Uh, The educational level in this country, unfortunately, is getting worse and worse. And uh, like sheep, we are simply... Following it into a certain kind of oblivion, uh, with a resignation that, geez, things in my lifetime will never be as good as my parents had a shot at it, and so why even try? I should just have some fun, get a job where I can pay my bills, and not worry about things, because who can really change it anyway? Resignation, for me, is about the most dangerous, uh, word, and we are being fed it one way or the other, uh, on a daily basis, through our media, through our popular culture, or To lose ourselves in fantasy or complete mysticism, i.e., like you're talking about these other intelligences, what we don't understand, we either tend to mystify or reject. And welcome to part of the world of theology, uh, as well as, um, you know, the occult. Uh, We're easily led, aren't we?
1: We are. We are. Uh, just, just a comment on that thought. I know Ben has, has more, but I was when we first got into the. Um, well, again, I mean, I've been working in, in the paranormal field for over forty years, and but I, I, I've never had much to do with uh, a lot. I didn't speak a lot, and I did, you know, after the first. Recent book came out in one thousand nine hundred and ninety eight but you know i wasn 't too involved in, in, in as part of the community as it were yeah. uh, the research community because i didn 't take a lot of them very seriously, yeah. but I have found since then, especially as, when we started the show a few years ago and have gotten to know everyone uh, much better than we had I had before, mm-hmm. that there are many very serious clear thinking people. We're interested in the paranormal. And that's what this show tries to do. do. That's what the TV show is going to try to try to reach out to these people who are turned off by the shallow nature of these things. So I think that, that, that there, are, there is part of the paranormal community, if you want to call it that, uh, that is intellectually sharp and bright and questioning, you know, in a good sense. Of course, there are always the, you know, people who, you know, uh, go to the psychic, you know, am I going to find love next week, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. You know, so it's a microcosm of society as is any other group. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm sorry, I just wanted to make that observation.
2: Go what? Ahead. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I completely lost my point. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I right. to be, see, I'm uh, doing what the aliens
1: are doing. All I'm doing it <laughs> on the smaller scale of my son
0: You've just dumbed each other down.
1: Well, there we go. Right. That's a reassuring thought, isn't it?
0: But you're absolutely right. We have um, some really world-class scholars, terrific thinkers, uh, people who are very studied in the field. Certainly are including yourself. Well, well thank you. Um, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm talking about folks, um, well, thank you. Uh, but Stanton Friedman, for example, who is a nuclear physicist, or our, our friend Leslie Keene, whose book... Um, Mm -hmm. right now uh, on UFOs is doing so well, and more power to Leslie. Yep,
1: it's going to be on the show early next year.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, and it's an important book. Um, UFOs, um, and I'm paraphrasing ever so slightly, um, uh, pilots, um, government officials, and generals, and their take on the subject, so their experience with it. Um, And again, today's press conference at the National Press Club, no matter how the media does deal with it tomorrow, this is an important story, and the, the, the it's very important. Rather than read the reports, do that, but then go to YouTube and look at these men, one after the other, speaking. Uh, this is the real deal. And, in fact, we are still laboring under that old mantra of it can't be, therefore it isn't, or we'd all know about it. And so if it's not that, it's got to be something else, which mm-hmm. means people like me are either lunatics, Fakers, cultists, uh, wannabes, um, um, or uh, just you know cheerful deceivers. But of course, it can't be, or we'd all know. Well, wrong.
1: Okay. Well, getting back to the uh, the issue
2: of the technology itself. Go ahead, Beth. All right. So, is there competition for this technology among companies?
0: Uh, we can only make educated guesses, of course. If we're not involved in that competition, I would say the answer to that is an overwhelming yes again, um, imagine that uh, you are developing something based on something that was recovered from uh, some advanced technological craft. And if you can understand it, recreate it, and manufacture it before your friends or your enemies in, in China, Russia, India, or wherever, you now have this technology and can lock on um, to producing results. For example... Um, in the Rendlesham Forest incident, one of the uh, arguments that was put forward was, why Why do you feel this wasn't a psyops operation of some sort that, you know, these um, guys were mentally screwed around with and just made to have the impression that they were in the presence of other intelligences and craft of undetermined origin? That would be the coolest thing in the world to be able to create on a battlefield the illusion." you know, in three dimensions and actuality that you were, um, you know, dealing with an extraterrestrial or interdimensional enemy yeah. and, of course, make you go screaming off the battlefield. Well, um, there are a number of good reasons why I, I don't feel the Rendlesham incident was that, but that's just one application that would be so valuable in winning all the marbles and being the biggest kid on the block with the uh, most powerful toys.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so is this global or just in certain countries?
0: I would imagine that every country that has uh, engineers, scientists, uh, an industrial base, uh, and analytic facilities where they can begin to take this on is fair game uh, and wide open for the possibilities. We now know that um, China has, for years, uh, had its own share of UFO sightings, uh, very akin to what we've been experiencing in the West for the same period of time. They've just simply had a complete blackout on it. We also know that there are a huge number of UFO organizations all over China, small regional ones, and most of their members are required to be engineers or more. Mm-hmm. Being a godless communist state, one can say, well, they'd probably support any thesis of extraordinary, you know, activity that helps to um, uh, put the kibosh on what they would call the god myth. Um, but indeed, uh, there is every reason to want to possess this t- technology and to master it, and no reasons that I can think of. To not want to, because if you ignore it, somebody else is going to get it okay. and sooner or later. If they crack the code, you're going to be under their heel.
1: Okay, Peter, we have a caller. Yep. And uh, let's see who it is. Hello. Whoa. Okay.
0: Welcome. Uh,
1: welcome to behind the paranormal. Hi. Hi. You're on the air. Uh, and can I ask your name, please? Your first name?
3: Yeah. This is uh, yeah. Steve Samani
1: from. Uh, oh, Steve. Okay.
3: Hi, Steve.
1: <laughs> yeah, Steve Fermani, uh, director of uh, New England MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, and uh, organizer of the, the marvelous uh, Exeter UFO uh, Festival that we just enjoyed. Peter was there. We were there uh, a few weeks ago. So um, go ahead and uh, take, a, take it away, Steve. <laughs> hey, Peter.
3: Hi,
0: Steve. How are you doing today? Uh
3: so great to hear your voice again. Yeah. <laughs> You've been too, a while, brother. huh? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a, 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 an exciting day here. Yes. You know, with the uh, the revelations from the uh,
0: the uh, uh, the National the, Press Club, right now, uh-huh. yeah, uh, quite uh, a lineup I, of reporters they mm Hmm.
3: Yeah, that, I I was actually I I just came off of an interview with New England Cable Network News this afternoon mm-hmm. on on that on that show. It, it went on around five thirty tonight, so we're really kind of trying to push it as much as we can. Uh
1: huh. Uh, did anyone cover it live at the National Press Club?
3: Um, I, I, none of the major networks.
1: Did. I, I know that it's, it's going to be; it'll be all over YouTube and everything yeah. in the news tonight. But uh, I didn't. We, we looked around at twelve thirty, and nobody was covering it live.
3: I, 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 I think the uh, the main contributor to it was the uh, New England Cable Network News.
1: Okay, so uh, tell us about. Uh, have you heard um, any uh, any of the uh, recordings of of the press conference itself, Steve? I I. I've seen some, okay, and it, it's pretty impressive
3: testimony. It's uh, pretty much uh, people who were involved in the actual situations uh, coming right out and saying that uh, the air force lied.
1: Yeah, I believe these were six military officers of the of high rank, including Colonel Halt. Uh,
3: exactly. Uh, yeah, including Halt. Yeah, Robert and Robert. Uh, it it's, it's some pretty uh, impressive. Uh, uh, contact that we, that we have currently. that's
1: it so did you have a particular question for uh, for Peter
3: yeah when when are we going to start setting up for Exeter for next year
0: <laughs> 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 tomorrow <laughs>
1: it takes a lot of organization <laughs> yeah and,
0: and of course um, uh, what Steve and, and Paul are talking about is the uh, second what we hope will be annual uh, Exeter New Hampshire UFO uh, festival and conference that we uh, we're all part of uh, in early September that went off wonderfully well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that um, we will have this is an anchor for an annual event here in the Northeast, and isn't it crazy that in the Northeastern corner of the United States we really don't have much in the way of annual UFO uh, conferences and events? Where the West and the Southwest certainly have uh, a very good number of them. So, and,
1: uh, and there's sure no it. reason for that because there are amazing amounts of UFO activity mm-hmm. uh, in this area, and the history Completely. is is uh, mind boggling. And, and Exeter itself, being the, yes. the general area where the Betty and Barney Hill uh, affair of 1961 occurred, which was the first well covered abduction yes. incident in uh, in the U.S. So,
0: indeed, no question about it.
3: And- uh, I- and also, Peter, I I just did this morning. I I just did the interview with with Jeff, the uh, documentary producer. Oh yes, of course. I I just met with Jeff this morning. As a matter of fact, when I was, <laughs> it's been kind of a busy day for me because when I was uh, interviewing with Jeff, that's when uh, that's the the C- uh, New England Cable Network News called. <laughs> so, Your dance card is full. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I, I just wanted to call, call and touch base. Uh, you know, email me. Need will me, do. Need, need, need anything? Uh, just uh, let me know. And uh, it, uh, I'm really looking forward to next year.
0: Yeah, it'll uh, be good. And you, uh, I, I think next year it will be even more successful. And within the next few years, we'll have a weekend-long event and I, uh, a I lot so. larger attendance. Although we were pouring out the door uh, this year. And Paul and Ben.
3: We hope to have you there again this year. Oh, Next
1: we year we too. wouldn't miss it. Uh, yes. Do you have dates yet, Steve?
3: Uh, it would be fantastic. You know, uh-huh. I think that everybody, everybody that we had together with so well as a team, and I I think you'll be back as part of the team.
1: Uh, that would be great. We'd love we'd love that, and we'll bring our equipment up, do some interviews, and have some fun. Hopefully, Talk this time us. it'll work. Yeah, we had but, equipment problems last time. Hey, it was first time. You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Okay, that's well, great, I'll Steve. Let you
3: guys, I'll let you guys go and I get back to you, uh, you know, get back to the last few minutes that you're here on the show. I just wanted to call in, check in, and say hi.
2: Thanks
3: great to, to hear from you, you all Steve. All the best, to All right. To you. Very good. Okay, thanks. Talk you to you soon. Both right. you. Have a
1: good all one. Care now. Okay. All right. right. So, Peter, getting back to this issue yeah. of technology, um, th- there are all sorts of wild stories yeah. based on what came out of, well, first of all, the Roswell crash or the alleged Roswell, Roswell crash. Uh, Colonel uh, Corso's book about how he was uh, working with some of the technology, uh, some of the uh, materials that were recovered, and uh, his job was was to seed, as he put it, the uh, technology uh, into American industry. And our friend Bill Burns uh, helped uh, write that book and and, uh, confirms his his, Colonel Corso's stories. Uh, And Velcro... Everything from Velcro to things like the iPod and printed circuitry seem to supposedly come from this. Well, I mean, do you, do know, you believe all that? I mean,
0: um, No, I don't. Um, I think that the supposedly and the seems and the might-bes have to guide us. Uh, I'm from Missouri on this. You have to show me something, and that makes me a rather plotting, nuts-and-bolts uh, y- investigator in this field. I don't get channeled messages from Martians. I don't have inside contacts. Deep within the National Security Agency, I do my best to triangulate and confirm based on other established facts. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm right and somebody else is wrong, but I think we in the research community and any serious student of UFOs or the paranormal have to be the most informed and critical skeptics possible. If we are not our best devil advocates as we proceed up the ladder of investigation, uh, we will fall on our face. Remember, again, that if you have been at this long enough, where, you know, you in, in the realm of the paranormal, me in the realm of, of UFO studies, where you have seen enough evidence, come to the conclusion that these are real phenomena and not visionary or fictitious, they have beyond any reasonable doubt, in a way you're hampered because you know, not believe or have faith in, you know that it's as real as the chair that you're sitting in. Mm. Therefore, you may jump the gun and say, ah, here's another case of such and such, rather than begin at the baseline and deductively go one step at a time to establish first that it is nothing of the major variety of mundane possibilities before you're working your way up into the unusual possibilities, before you're working your way up into the truly uh, uh, un- unusual possibilities. And if none of those fulfill the bill then, in fact, you may be dealing with a truly anomalous situation. Yeah, so I, I have to pick and choose, and that would go certainly for um, Colonel Corso's claims and anybody else's as well.
2: Okay. Uh, go ahead, but let's shift gears here a little bit. All right. So um, you actually work for the city of Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, where I, they, where well,
0: I, I hope I continue, but for the past three years, yeah. They have been um, uh, a major employer of mine as a, a consultant and advisor on building responsible UFO tourism of helping to organize oh, yearly
2: yeah, yeah, um,
0: UFO symposium and of helping to uh, oversee, I also act as a press liaison for them uh, they often send people uh, in major or minor media to me to field questions or to discuss uh, what we understand about the events of 1947 uh, with them and I'm very proud of, of my, my uh, work with them I Again, do hope that I continue. There is a new city administration now, and we wish them all the best. They have passed a budget uh, this past month that does guarantee that there will be uh, another major event next year, and I hope to be part of it. But it's been a very uh, amazing job and quite an education as well.
2: Yeah, so what have you learned?
0: Well, um, that... <laughs> uh, gosh, what have I learned? Um, number one that uh, there is more scholarship um, and more uh, to support the contentions of a crash of one or two totally anomalous objects uh, on the plains of St. Augustine, uh, not far from the then town and now small city of, of Roswell, New Mexico, um, that within the city itself, there is a... Uh, an absolute variety of feelings and understandings and beliefs about the event, going from those folks who feel that the world is quietly making fun of them behind their back because of the allegations, and other ones who take great pride in the fact that one of the most paradigm-shifting events of all time may well have occurred in their backyard. And it informs politics, um, community of faith, um, average folks on the street, the business community, and it's kind of like a microcosm of the whole subject and the way that folks deal with it in the form of one community um i i i must say it it really the human part of it is in a way what interests me more because that is something that we can wrap our heads around these other intelligences we can speculate on until we're blue in the face but never know for sure what is going on and um well, Maybe right. we never will.
1: That seems to be the ultimate conclusion we come to at the end of every show. We just don't know. Yes. But it sure is fun to look. Yes, <laughs> so it
0: is. Yeah. And, again, it's okay not to know. Well, that's uh, true. That's yeah. right. Keep an open mind and, and keep uh,
1: pushing. Absolutely. Well, Peter, uh, it's been a fantastic discussion. Thank you, as always. And we certainly look forward to uh, the end of October, when uh, the last Sunday of October, yes. when you'll be uh, hosting uh, co-hosting with us uh, the fifth in our Rendlesham uh, Return to Rendlesham series, which is really gaining a lot of acclaim globally.
0: And kudos to Nick and the gang uh, for the fine show yesterday. And uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, the fact that the last Sunday of next month will be the 31st, i.e. Halloween, does not mean that we will be redoing the War of the Worlds or that it will be a lighthearted show. It's just the chance of the calendar.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) That's true. Well, Peter, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be talking.
0: You bet. Okay. Gentlemen, over and out for now. Have
1: a good one. Okay. Very good. Now, uh, uh Let's uh, continue here just with a few announcements. Uh, again, watch for information on the news about that a very, very interesting press conference at the National Press Club today about the UFOs and nukes, UFOs interfering with nuclear weapons systems, uh, as testified to by various
2: officers. All right, so don't forget to subscribe to our, new, our weekly newsletter, and you can go to our show page, uh, behindtheparanormal.com, and go to get our newsletter link. And, well, that's it for our September end of the month four-hour Behind the Paranormal Marathon. Yeah, this is the last show of that marathon. Yep, so next week, tune in to our regular Sunday show, October 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on CBS Sky Radio and www.newskyradio.com, when we'll welcome an anonymous policeman from Vermont. My dad and myself have been working on, against, or we have been working on, and with him, against a nasty parasite in which we can now call the Haunted Policeman Case. Check it out.
1: And also check out our show website, again, BehindTheParanormal.com, local radio schedules where CBS carries our show. Many thanks, of course, to our saintly producer, Craig Pelletier. We'll see you next Monday, October 4th on ONWorldwide.com and WOON 1240 AM in New England's beautiful Blackstone Valley. And next week's show is kind of hard to describe. Uh, Ben and I are going to take the hour... And we're going to be talking about, we haven't put it on the website yet because I don't know how to describe it. I suppose it's how to deal with the paranormal when you don't know anything about it whatsoever.
2: So for you first timers to the show, this is one of the ones you want to hear? Yeah, that'll
1: be a good one. Because really, we look at this and we don't know anything about it, uh, for sure. Uh, Again, everything you know is wrong. So in the meantime, we leave you with a quote from the Irish poet and novelist Oscar Wilde. The final mystery is oneself.
2: See you next week.
0: Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.